Fabulous. Hello and welcome to Emma's podcast. So today, yes, we are starting with our second uh, podcast, uh, not the second podcast, but the second uh, interview, our conversation, I would say, with somebody that I got actually to know her through networking uh, from Christine Spencer and Sajat. But I, I just love her very much. She's awesome. So First of all, she uh, she went to school, actually, because she's from Europe, which I love it. Uh, she went to the University of Miskult and then uh, went to the International House of Budapest and went to the University of Cambridge. She was an English. Uh, she was a teacher, actually, for English as foreign language, which is awesome. A sales coach, which is great. So we're going to be talking about that, too. <laughs> A teaching assistant. <laughs> and you can hear her right now laughing. So this is going to be a cool one. I'm telling you guys, stay tuned. Continue to listen. This is going to be an awesome podcast today. A teaching assistant and moved to an English as second language teacher, which is awesome. And she is actually an English language coach. So welcome to Andrea Mandel. Uh, and she on Empower Your English Voice, which is awesome. So hi, Andrea. How are you doing today? Oh, hello, Emma. I'm doing really well. <laughs> a little <laughs> nervous uh, because this is my first podcast. Everyone. Yay! Woo! And I am so happy. <laughs> I am so grateful. Thank <laughs> you, Emma. You into it. <laughs> so, Thank you. Um, so you grew up uh, in Hungary? That's right. I was born okay. and raised in Hungary. Yeah. Yep. And you moved uh, from Hungary to England. Am I correct? Uh, yes, correct. Uh, when I was 21, just before my 21st birthday. And now, what was one. the... Okay. So what was the reason for you to move to England? Oh, do you want the short answer or the long answer? Or the we, middle? Can, <laughs> we, we have time. So go ahead. Whatever right. you feel like sharing. Cut a long story short. Uh, I fell in love with the English language. Uh, my first love uh, when I was 14 that's when you start high school in Hungary so but I had a very adventurous sister who is well I still have her who is two years older than me and uh, she went to Germany to be an au pair because she was studying German and by then maybe I was uh, 18 or 19 I got a little bit fed up with everything that I was doing which I'm not going to go into now I nope. played basketball. I started university, long, very yep. long choice. And then all of a sudden I thought, that's it. Um, I'm going to England. I'm going to Britain. Uh, and I'm going to be an au pair. And that's just what I did. I wrote the letter. I organized everything. And October the 16th, 1995, I landed in a small village uh, named Hockley. And the grandfather picked me up uh, from because I took a coach. And when we were still in Hungary, we thought the family had a chauffeur, <laughs> a driver, <laughs> but it was the grandfather. <laughs> so that was so funny because we just didn't have a clue. <laughs> and then the marvelous, um, my marvelous adventure started <laughs> and I loved every minute. Yeah. So, okay. So you end up as an au pair, work for a family. So what happened after you went and finished your year? Did you do an extra year or did you just... 
decided to stay? How did you do that? Oh my goodness. Uh, do I have to bear it all today? <laughs> no, you can just say, you know, you can it's just okay. say, well, I'm already to school and we will do a, a, another no, part because I'm curious. <laughs> so I'll, that was in October I landed. Um, and then I went to the famous bull in Hockley. And if anybody's listening, they're going to go, wow. So that was five minutes from my house. And um, I went there one night to a pub because, you know, it's Britain. Everybody goes to a pub. Well, yeah, you go to the pub. Sorry, people. Yeah. If you don't know that yeah. here in the US, I... we go uh, in, in England and Ireland, you go to the pub like you go to Starbucks. All right. Exactly. This is how it rolls. <laughs> exactly. And I actually was going to meet someone else who stood me up. And then oh. I met my, my first husband that night. And then we fell in love. Oh, my God. <laughs> But you know, I love, don't you love perfect synchronicity? You're supposed to meet somebody uh, and the universe said, no, you're not, because this one is just a hoo-ha. We're going to put you on a path to your mate. That's yeah. awesome. Even though the story doesn't end well, we are actually still friends. And uh, we were married for nine years. And there was no way I could have escaped this relationship. It was so meant to be. I just had to, you know, go through that experience. And that's so okay. Them. Yeah. It's, all, it's then, awesome. It's well, he was, well, he was, you know, he's British, he's English. So how can I not fall in love with him? You know, dark hair. He looked, he didn't, he didn't have the typical British looks. He looked more Italian. So anyway. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for representing my country. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so you know more. I love it. <laughs> um, yeah, that's another country I fell in love with, Italy. So, but that's another story. That uh, will be for another. As I said, I'm telling you right podcast. now, guys. Before we're done with the podcast, we're gonna have Andrea coming back probably next month for a part two, and it could be a part three and four because now I'm I'm totally curious about everything. That's gonna be fun. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah, this is so fun. Um, so yeah. So then, you start okay. So, then I yeah. then I was at Opa for a year. And then I um well I got married very quickly and then I started my first job, which was waitressing, but at the same time I was uh, educating myself, you know, going to school. So I did yep. my advanced um uh Cambridge Degree. exam then the proficiency came uh Cambridge exam language exam and the more I spoke English the more I wanted to share this wonderful feeling of being able to communicate with everyone so then I this well then the problem started in the marriage so I came back to Hungary um that's another story and then I started um uh, working in a, a private language school which was wonderful and then I also did my uh, CELTA, which is a Cambridge English, English language teaching to adults certificate. And also I enrolled into the university course. So I went to university, which, is, which was in Mishkots, which was part time at the time. So that was great. So I could teach and so, I was living, eating, breathing, teaching English. So, so, so you loved had a it. Huge, and my students so loved it. Okay, that was in Hungary. You're going too fast. Slow I know. down. Slow down. We have time. We have an hour. Okay, okay cool. Slow cool. down. <laughs> that's what I always under us. She's like, whoa, we, your passion for, so you said that the bit, you said something very interesting to me is you discovered a passion to the language mm -hmm. and the passion to, to be able to communicate. That yeah. to me is very profound because, you know, English, 
will never be my first language. It's my number three, four, or something. And it's for people who, even the kids, they go to school, you know, they, uh, in the old days, I don't know now how they're doing it because uh, I don't have kids around me, so don't know. But when you get a second language, um, I remember when I was in high school, they started to teach you, you started with Greek, Latin, and you had to pick up one language, which was or English or German. So we picked up English. Then there was a second language you had to, you want it, could be German, if you took English or Spanish, and we took Spanish. It's nice to hear, you know, the passion you had to realize that if you can speak another language, you can go and live in a country, especially English is the international language of business. So in most countries, they do speak English. I know Mandarin uh, is one of them uh, coming up, but the, the strongest mm -hmm. one is still English. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So having understood that, this gave you an idea to just said, well, if I love to understand this, I want to become an English uh, teacher for second language. Did you come at that time, the idea that, oh, I want to teach this, I want to do this for a living, or did it come later on in your journey? Um, it came It came quite uh, quite quickly. So I must have been, I can't remember, I was about 22 Okay. 23. So yeah, as soon as, as soon as, as soon as you're, because I loved my experience in Britain so yep. much. Anybody, yep. I, I had German friends. I had, I had a Dutch girl. I had a Turkish girl. Um, she helped me buy my first cider, you know, 50p. Yeah. <laughs> then my husband, British, then you name it. <clears throat> mm -hmm. So that opened up this world for me that I could speak to anyone. Yeah. So I think that was, um your, your armament yeah, the, yeah your big yeah. armament I so just wanted to share that, that yeah feeling. but so, so okay so you got that armament that like okay this is what I want to do how do you go from there and say okay I want to teach uh, English as a second language how do you formulate this and how did you figure it out to okay um, okay you need to understand Andrea's mindset before Good. like 20 years ago, I was a happy, in Britain, they used to call me happy-go-lucky, which is changing now fast because now I'm yep. uh, becoming a businesswoman, right? <laughs> but at the time, I didn't think, I just didn't, I was fearless. I, one thing came, one, I was just following my emotions, I don't know, and because I, I had problems with my marriage, one day I just packed up and I just came to Hungary, came back to Hungary, uh, and then I thought, okay, I need to get a job. Well, I want to teach. And then so I went to one language school. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't want me. And then I went to the second language school where they loved me and I loved them. But it, there wasn't any conscious decision. I can't remember anyway. Yeah. Well, I don't think, you know, most of the things we do is based on instincts and what, what I call it, the universe tells you or whatever you feel driven to do, then start mm -hmm. to sit down. Because when you start to sit down and put a plan, it's like, oh, that doesn't sound good because you're going to control every single step of it. When you go with your intuition, what we call it, you go with the flow. So from the idea, the situation you were in, in order for you, it looks like to get where you are today, you had to go back home and restart and do 
with the second language there, which would have been easier than in England, because I believe in England, that would have been maybe a little harder to find a school where you teach second, uh, you could actually, but it would have been a little bit harder to to teach people for uh, English with second language. I don't know. That would be oh, my yeah, assumption. That's, that's, uh, that's coming up in the story. Okay, see, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, what it. can I say? So you're, just, you're just a great, <laughs> a great podcaster or interviewer. I'm telling you. you know, I told you. you. <laughs> I told you last week. I told yeah. you. Oh, so, such a present. Such a present. Um, the gift of life, right? Being yep. present and just saying yes to things. Um, yeah. So, so you started in that school. Yeah. As a, uh, so how was the experience for you? How did you love the te- the teaching? And who were you catering to? Was it kids? Was it adult? Or was it mm-hmm. a mixed? So the school is actually called London Star. So big shout out to London Star, which is still in uh, Hungary, in my town. Uh, and uh, it was adult. And it was uh, private school. Okay. So adults used to come to the classes after work. Yeah. But we also had like unemployed courses. Yeah. So I just loved it. I loved every minute of it. And they loved me. What can I say? That's it. Without, honestly, without feeling, because it was just, I really embraced it. And people loved my enthusiasm, my love for the language. And I loved the methodology because it was communication based. So the mm-hmm. whole class, we would get them up get them mingle, mingling and uh, it was communicative it was fun we were the same age you know it's yeah. interactive it's Love you're it. really connected with your audience you're really connected with people so the people will participate instead of sitting and watching you say okay no, 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 no. yeah yeah no. that wasn't the case you make them yeah. extremely interactive which is great and I'm very grateful to the lady, Susie, who, uh, who's got the school, who is the manager, or the CEO, or whatever you want to call her, um, owner, because she um, gave me a really, really good foundation. You know, foundation is always important, isn't it? Because then you can build on and have the confidence and the courage to then um, do your own thing because the foundations are there. Yeah. You have to start somewhere. So to to for people to understand, uh, you don't come and do things like that. It starts as actually an apprentice and you become a journeyman and you can become a master. So you have to start messy. You cannot start on the top. If you do, well, good for you. But most of the time you don't start on top. You start at the bottom and start yeah. to learn. You have yeah. to learn. You have to learn your skill sets, how to to be comfortable because again like you said it's not only communication it's the presence it's how to connect with your the 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 student it's how to make it successful for them even though you can learn the methodology and everything it's how you're delivering and you're connecting because you can put two people with same student and same course then the experience will be different because it depends on the person who's teaching yes so that's a very good point. Uh, and, it, and it just reminds me, I forgot to say that, of course, they put me with the uh, beginners. So literally, yes. we started yep. and, you know. Well, that's how am, you start. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm very thorough and I worked really hard. And then, event, you know, as, we, as the months went past, the years, I don't know, I only did a few years there and then I went back to Britain. So it was a little bit. 
Yeah. yeah, but you had to start somewhere. I love the yeah, fact yeah. they give you not the easy task, meaning the people already were fluent. They gave you the beginners who knew nothing. Yeah. They taught you actually to deal with the beginners. What uh, to me is the right things to do. You don't give the easy thing first. You give the hardest things because you have to be able for you to really uh, teach those guys. At the end, they should be able to formulate some sentences, not maybe perfectly, but they should understand and start to formulate and understand. So for me, it's perfect. What they did was the smallest way for you um, to do that, then give you the easy road. So you said after that, you went back to England. Yeah. Um, Well, you know, we were trying to work on the marriage or make it work but eventually because my first husband didn't want children and I did so there was no way to reconcile and it was really really difficult and painful when we eventually got divorced when I was 30 so yeah that was it and uh, but I stayed in England because then I met my daughter's um, father who was Hungarian but then he oh. came came out to England, so yeah. So this is quite isn't it funny? Podcast. Isn't it funny? Isn't it funny? No, no. I have to. That's kind of an oxymoron. This one isn't it funny? You go to England, you fall in love with a British British guy, and then hey, who shows up? <laughs> yeah. Nope. Um, the next one will not be an English guy. Yeah. <laughs> this is funny. Isn't it uh, awesome? It's like you got away of your of your country, and what happened? Well, you found a way with somebody from your own country. That's awesome. It's funny, yeah. and you had to go to England funny. to meet him, which is even funnier. It's like yeah, yeah. and so <laughs> so he he moved to England. So I so I still stayed. I um, I actually didn't really want to stay at the time, but again, that was a decision that we made together. So then that's what happened, and then. So Some what did other you do? Things happened. <laughs> That's okay. What did you do in the meantime? Because you were in England, did you work? Did you do something that was interested in England, or what did you do? Did, were you a teacher? What were you doing? So, um, I remember I did try when after I turned thirty, I did try uh, and and got the courage up to to write some CVs and you know go to some language schools, but most of them the ones that I wanted to work in were in London and I lived an hour from London. And so I remember that it just wasn't working out. It just wasn't meant to be. Although I did teach in Cambridge for two weeks at a summer school. Nice. Um, yeah. But eventually, unfortunately, well, unfortunately, I don't know, no regrets, but I settled for a job in Marks and Spencers. Have you heard of Marks and Spencers? Yeah. I did not, the sales coach. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Which again, I think was was a great was was a great experience. You know, by now I was also a barista in Marks and Spencers. I trained to be a brafiter, so I can <laughs> tell people. Well, you know what? <laughs> For me, you didn't the, the the way you took that job was to continue to teach you to interact with people. It wasn't only I was still a coach. Well, <laughs> yeah. Yes, and coaching them because it's mm-hmm. easy to be. You know what? Well, here's the the deal: when you're a coach, it's easy to be behind. Uh, a desk and telling people what to do. However, when you're in retail world and you're a coach, well, you're not behind your desk. You're on the ground, boots on the ground and working with them, which is different. It's a different way to do it. 
So for me, it's a great way because it expands your skill set at the end of the day. If you think about it, it may be like, ah, oh, took the job. No, no, there was a reason. It's continue to develop your skill set. You needed those skill set to where you need you are today. I think so. I think Out it's a it. really it's a really good way of looking at it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it empowers yes. us, us to look at our past like that, you know, and we shouldn't and- feel ashamed or anything you know, oh you shouldn't okay. I was just a sales coach and I wasn't doing teaching this actually much, yeah? actually you were a sales coach but the deal is you should not be ashamed of what you have done because you have to look at what you have learned and I'm sorry but sitting behind the desk or teaching somebody in a classroom doesn't show you the real life and you mm-hmm. went and did the real life because you talk with different people different level, different education, different of way of seeing things than they saw when you were teaching them. So it really developed the skill set of communication. You have to see it yeah. this way. I think once and for all, I I didn't see it now, but now that I get, get my, when I get my clients, I am so um, confident Yes. Uh, in 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 the fact, in my method, that what I'm what what is the message? You know, what the message is yes. that I want them to take away is that you don't yep. need perfect English to nope. to be successful. And uh, actually, all those things that they you know the, that they taught you in school or the way they were teaching you and that the, they conditioned your mind, those are all you need to unlearn those things actually because they are hindering you. Need, you you need, not helping not- you. Whatever you've been, yeah, whatever you've been taught in school is a tool. It's part of your toolbox, but that is not the real life. The real mm-hmm. life is when you go to work and you have to deal with your English. You see, different people talk different ways. There's different word meaning different thing. It depends on where they are in the sentences. There is a lot of things that for people who are in a university and think, oh, well, I got my MBA, I'm going to do this and that. It's like, well, welcome to the real world. That's going to be a slightly different story than what you think it is. And yeah. people don't, the, you know, the younger generation that comes to the workforce don't understand unless you have been working in retail and as a kid, you understand what the workforce is. But most of them, you know, you get your education, they're teaching you things, they are part of your toolbox. It's not because they're teaching you, and, I, and I've seen it quite often um, in my line of work, where they come because somebody gave them a theory, a thing, a plan, and they think they're going to apply it to a company and they don't understand how it works and it fails because they think they can apply what they learn at school directly to the work environment, and it's not the case. So you had the opportunity with Market Spencer to actually further your skill sets. And for people, and the communication is the key because when you're in retail world, you talk to different people in retail and not everybody understands what you're saying. You have to adapt the way you talk to them. Hmm. Yes. Yes, Uh, and that's what you do. You cannot say no. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) But you know what else Marks and Spencer taught me? They had this great thing, this this method, this, what, what would you call it? This can-do attitude. They really yes. drummed that into me. That was the first time I, yes. I, I, first time I met with this kind of um, company. What, what would you call that company? It is a can-do attitude. It is I nothing is impossible. Everything is thriving. They, yes. Yeah. They yeah. used to take people um, to listen to these influencer people on stage yeah. or something. I wasn't yeah. there at the time, so we kept hearing this can-do yeah. attitude. And they yeah. also taught us to look at the store like it was our own shop, corner shop. So, see, take, so resp- take responsibility for your own actions. Right? Exactly. That's, that's and, you don't see, 
and you don't see this that often, even in retails, they, uh, even here in the US, they don't talk this and that's too bad because if they were, then people will be involved. What they did is involving people so they were not employees or numbers. They were part of the family. And I love that. That's why Marcus Spencer has been successful because they allow their employee to thrive. They did not put them or reduce them as robots. You're going to do this, this, and that, and you don't think. They make them participate to the life of the store. And that's the best way to be successful, actually. Mm, they are exceptionally good at yes. many things. There are a few things that, you know, um, but that's like they're not perfect, else. of course. No, I they're not perfect. That, so. <laughs> but I have been inside. <laughs> When you look at the mentality they had, they encouraged their employees. They did not reduce them as a number. And that, to me, when you involve even corporate world, and I talk a lot about it and with other coach, uh, we talked about involve everybody. Because the person, once somebody in the room will have a solution that will help the company, involve everybody. It's not who I like. It's everybody has bring something to the table. Okay, so you went from Mark and Spencer, and then uh, you got your teaching assistant. There was one more interesting thing about Mark and Spencer that I want to mention yes. that I keep thinking. Um, I don't like to attach anything uh, special to it, but to me, it, it, it's uh, it's special because I was there were about hundred employees. And I was the only one who wasn't British, who wasn't a native speaker. So to me, that was another you know uh, victory that um that i actually got the job you know because yep. um they they thought i would make a good team member so um yeah moving on then um what happened um well i see the teaching assistant oh yeah okay i'm actually gonna What's up? I'm actually going to just say some stuff happened. And then I left Marks and Spencer's after 10 years. Yeah. And I went to be a teaching assistant uh, at my daughter's school. Oh, nice. That's another thing I really needed to like. <laughs> that was an experience. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that was an eye opener working in a primary school in England. Well, yeah, you went from adult to kids. <laughs> It's a different world. You went from um, one extreme to the other. It's like, oh boy. Yeah. I actually had a special assignment there. I was looking after a little girl who was five years old and couldn't speak. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know what hit me. I was praying morning, midday, and night <laughs> because I kind of got myself into this situation willingly, sort of. Um, and I thought, hmm, so, so I really did my best and it was a very life, uh, it was a life-changing experience as well. Uh, in, you know, it just lessons learned, made me stronger. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger, you know? Yeah. And they so, always do it through a form of a life lessons. It's like, they don't give you a nice ride. It's like, you're going to go to hell for five minutes. We're going to challenge you not to hell, but for challenge, you can be hell too. And we're going to challenge you so you, you you have something you learn. And it really showed the thinking out of the, out of the box, being stressed out and really think deep of, oh, okay, where did I put my feeling? What was wrong with me when I took this? What totally is, I'm insane. And, but you feel the challenge. You can feel defeated at time. You can feel like I'm going to give up universe because holy crap, this is not for me. But you're still thriving. You're still doing it and you're still pursuing. And you can see once a while, 
a little light, a little little light out the end of the tunnel. But this is those are hard experience, but they are good experience. It was, yeah, it was very hard. Uh, but I think I needed that because you have to you have to get to the end of things. You have to get to the end of yourself. So then you get the courage or the desperation to change. Mm-hmm. And then when I left, that was at Christmas actually. And that Christmas I actually spent alone, completely alone. Because by then we were separated with my daughter's uh, father and I bought them the ticket. Uh, this is a few years ago. They went to Hungary. I was still in England and I spent two or well, about 10 days alone at Christmas. And when I got to the end of that time, I decided that this is going to be my last job with a boss. That's it. I'm going to be my own boss. I don't yep. care what happens. I don't care what I need to yep. do. I don't care what yep. it takes. It Welcome was just that, that it snapped. Something snapped, and I yep. thought, "That's it. I'm yep. not going to have another boss or another colleague who's going to put me down." <laughs> I know. I know. Without going into details, you know. Uh, and, and I, it's enough. funny you. D- okay, so if I have to say that it's funny that I lasted so long with you because I knew by 2000 I will have my own business. I don't know what was it, but I like. I don't like to be told what to do. I do not like to be told what to do. So I knew. Then I will start my business because I knew I don't like to be have somebody above me tell give me direction on things. I'm like, no, I, I'm pretty much independent and I want my independence. But it's interesting. It took you so long to finally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, yeah. It took me so long. You know why? Because the patterns yep. that I picked up was were from childhood. And yep. I never really like do. kind of realized. Yep. So only like recently, you know, as I moved back to Hungary, which we we come to that point. Yeah. <laughs> but okay. um, I I realized that I was the good girl, and I was always there in my family to please people, mm-hmm. you know, to yep. make the yeah. atmosphere more amicable, and I I had to do everything yep. well. I had to like you know bring the great good marks and the good grades and and yeah, just don't rock the boat and just. Be a people pleaser. So I carried that pattern without knowing for so long, and uh, I didn't know I didn't have healthy boundaries because I had no boundaries. You know, my my job was to please. So what? Well, well, you don't need boundaries for that. <laughs> so yeah. Um, so okay. So did you? So you went back to England uh, after the Christmas, or what did you do? So I was, no, I was in England at the time. And then okay. uh, actually, so something in, something very important <clears throat> happened as well. Se- this was seven years ago. Um, I turned Christian. Some friends, Hungarian friends, asked me to go and um, translate uh, in their church because there were some Hungarians. I thought, yeah, okay. Because by then, stuff. My daughter was uh, about maybe four years old, three years old. And I felt, I can only describe it, I felt more social, um, socially responsible. I don't know. I have to give back, you know, maybe being a yep. mother. I don't yep. know. And, mm-hmm. then they thought, and then they said, well, we did our own, um, we started, uh, I was a founding member. We did a Hungarian weekend school. So every other week, which is um, also on my profile, every other week we... Um, we had maybe four groups, you know, and my own daughter was there. So then somebody asked me, come and, come and, um, you know, translate. And I said, okay, I'll go. And the more I went, the more I heard 
um, about God and Jesus and the Bible, mm-hmm. the more I wanted to go back. And then, yeah, cut a long story short, my sister got really ill. Um, she, we didn't know if she would stay alive, actually. She was in a coma for five days. And so two countries were praying for her. Yeah, and then she's, she's okay now, actually. Yeah, so all that happened. Um, and then I kept find, trying to find my way, you know, with, with building my, my business and stuff. And mm-hmm. I have to say that it was coming along slowly, slowly but surely. <laughs> well, you know what? This, okay, so something people need to understand uh, when they create a business. People think that, oh, I'm creating a business, but tomorrow morning after breakfast, I'm going to be a billionaire. <laughs> Let me say this, people. One, it's going to take time. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. And yes, you got people who you see, oh, my God, they are millionaire overnight because there is a product that came out and, you know, that's a one-shot product. But businesses, 99% of them, it takes time to grow, to build. And the more organic it's happening, the more successful it will be. You cannot push something out there spend thousands and thousands of dollars expecting your uh, uh, return on investment to be billions of dollars. So doing it organically, like you're doing it, like I do mine as well, have more fruits and benefits, even though we feel like, well, I wish to have a million dollar, $10 million on my banking account by now. It's like it's coming, but you have to continue to grow with your company. Wow. You're not quite there. And a lot of people don't understand that. I did it on the last masterclass I did, uh, my first masterclass, well, the last one, and I'm doing an encore next week, uh, this coming week on my masterclass. But I, I, I don't know, at the end, I had 15 minutes and I was just passing information to people, but I made them understood. You need to understand it is an extension of you. Don't try to be somebody else's. Don't try to push anything that's forcing things. You have to follow the road. And I know we have the instinct to, okay, I want to pass by all of this and be at the end. It's like, no, uh-huh. the journey is where it's going to get you there. And the journey, is, the growth in that journey is essential. When I was younger, when people say, well, that's the journey of matter. And I'm like, you are smoking the carpet, people, because I want the goal. I don't want the journey. <laughs> Give me the highway, the train, uh, you know, the that high-speed train to go straight down to the goal. I want the goal. No, I realized later on, when you're more mature and you're not a kid, <laughs> then the journey is so essential because this is how you build your business. You need to build a foundation the walls, you need to build the roof, you need to build the windows, you need to build everything. You cannot be on ice. Most companies, and I'm talking billion dollar companies, you go in, you observe them, and they are all on thin ice because they're using shortcut because their sales, it's what brings, keep them to survive, but they don't have the right foundation. So the way you're doing your business, the way you're learning and growing it is the right way. You're building it the right way. And yes, mm. it takes time. So for people who are listening to this, it's a message for everybody's listening to it too. It's not only you, Andrea, it's everybody. And a reminder for me as well. It's That's amazing. Bear, Emma. It's, it's going to bear its fruit. I'm telling you what you're doing right now within a six months frame, not even, you're going to see 
the 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 result of it, the fruits. You're going to see what's going to bear and it's going to be wonderful. You're going to see it in less than six months. But again, leave your expectation, focus on what you're supposed to do and see the goal at the end and go with the direction and the flow you're supposed to go. You said that so well, so eloquently. It's not me. It's, it's it, it, the it, universe. It's not it, 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 it was just what I needed to hear. It's so encouraging. And you know yeah. what? My As my confidence is growing, I mm-hmm. almost feel like this is going to sound so big-headed that there is no way that I can fail because I'm, as well, you said, I'm, I'm living, uh, uh, this is the extension of me. How can I fail who I am? <laughs> they will ne- the, the, the failure do you see, and I love Christine because Christine, Christine we did a podcast on failure actually. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I don't like the. I don't. You, that, is it the one you say, listened? I think it's the third one. Well, she yeah, does, yeah. We do talk about yeah. Her list yeah, and I don't. Yeah. She loved that word. I don't like that word because for people, failure means oh, I'm done. I give up. It's like no. For me, failure is a setback. It's like a door that closed because you're not supposed to go there, and a lot of people don't understand that. So for me. Failure is a word that I'm not a huge fan of, but I'm starting to be a huge fan of because of Christine. Let's blame Christine Spencer on that. You know what? I'm blaming her. (laughs) I love this. I love this. I love this because you're honest about the fact that you don't like the word failure. And I have the same uh, feelings towards goals. I really hate the word goals, but I'm beginning to love goals, even though I'm finding other ways to, right? Um, And a lot of people go, oh, goals. But yeah, phrase, phrase it, the, the, use the word that feels right. For me, the word failure, okay, now I can hear it. I don't go on a defensive set to people, okay, this is just a setback. It's a door that closed because you're not supposed to go there. So I don't have to re-justify this word anymore. Yeah. But use yeah. the proper word for you. So me, I don't use failure. I just use the door closed or it's a setback because you learn, you need to learn something here. It's a detour. Yeah. That's all. But use, if you don't like the word goal, rename it, rename it something. I have. That I have. Good. Here we go. <laughs> There we go. Yeah. But I do realize sometimes we have to use it so that other people, yes. you know what I mean? Because yeah. so anyway, today I heard this. Uh, success is doing what the failure failures, as in the person failures. Success is doing what the failures want to do or don't do. It's actually Jim Ron. Uh, success is doing what the failures won't do. So it's it's not really um, like a, it doesn't have to be like a, a scary, mystical thing, you know, it's failure not. and success. It's just what we do and what we yes. don't do, right? And it's it's and the problem is is people feel like failure because of their the the people surrounding them because people will point out to you, oh, you're failing, you're doing this and that. And I think it's a lot of pressure on people when you remove that pressure and said. One is not a failure. Think about the guy who created the WD-40. The WD-40 is a grease. So uh, that an engineer created it. It took him 41 attempts to create that product. That's why it's called uh, 39, not 42. 39. That's why it's called WD-40. The 40th time was when he succeeded. He wanted to find something that will grease for the hinges, for anything, so he will not make any noises. The guy is an engineer, took him uh, 39 attempts before he was able to find the right formula. He never gave up. 
he continued. He could have gave up at any point. He never did. He was determined to find the right formula for the WD-40. That's what he did. The WD-40, 40 means that was the last batch. That was the last one that he succeeded. It's like, okay, number 40 works, WD-40. But he got 39 set back. That yeah. did not work. That wasn't the right formula. And he finally got it right. Here we go. So for people, think about failure or as a setback as, okay, that's not the right direction for me. So I need to step back and figure it out how. Maybe you start a business, you have an idea for a business and it's not working. Maybe the product needs to be tweaked, the service needs to be tweaked, something needs to be slightly different. Yes, yes, I agree. Uh, and of course, this can be applied to learning a language and putting yes. yourself out there with yes. every single sentence. You basically... And you, you, know, you, you, ha you had a very good point as well when you said I had to build up my confidence. So imagine for a sec, the universe is watching you and said, okay, Andrea has her business, it's going to be successful. However, in that journey, in her path, she needs to learn to be confident. She needs to learn to accept the word goal. She needs to accept you are successful. She needs to accept a lot of things. So before everything in the door of uh, uh, um, prosperity, of uh, success, whatever you want to call it, opens, mm -hmm. the people come and flood to the doors, you need to learn this. If you don't learn to be confident, how people will come to you and approach you and say, well, Andrea is the right person for me. If you're not confident, they're going to feel it. You have to own it first. Absolutely. If you don't own it, People are not going to come. Is the universe not going to send you for failure? They can't. The universe is not here. People have an, an idea of God being, oh my God, we are fearing. God is love. And I don't use the word God. I use the word universe. Yeah. Uh, there's a reason behind. I said it several times. It's one of my sisters. I don't believe in God. And I, I don't care. If she, I don't care who believes or not. But I use the word universe when I talk to her. So I always use the word universe. Rarely I use God, the word God. But today we're using God. Today is a, is a God day. So <laughs> when you think about it, the universe or God is never going to give you your reward. You because it's, it's, God is love and conditional love. It doesn't hate you. It doesn't want to punish you. We're the one who do stupid things. So karma can invite our rear end. We are transgressing, mm. transgressing some crap. Then you pay. If you do good, you do good. If you, if you do bad, you receive bad. When you do your business, and they see, it's like, okay, Andrea is going to be successful at what she does. But right now, she's in a growing phase. Um, a company is like us. You got the baby where you start to create the name of the company. You started to have it on paper. You, you know, you're like, okay, I'm now legally here. Everybody knows I have my taxes idea. I got everything. Then it goes to from the toddler. I'm starting first, figure it out. Okay, I need to get my website. I need this. I need that. Then you go to the teenage years where it's like, wow, I'm going to go crazy. Then the adult phase where the maturity of your business comes and the people are coming and floating. But right now you're between the, uh, the toddler, you move to the toddler, to the young adults, to the teenage years where you're like, holy crap, I have things to learn. The universe is never going to open the gate and said, I'm going to send you the people right now, everybody at the same time, because you're not quite ready. It would and just, people, yeah, it, it would and just people ruin it, know. yeah. And people don't understand that. It's like, yes, you got an idea. Yes, it's going to happen. 
But again, it is not a sprint. It's a marathon. All right. It can take for you to get very successful in your business for people who learn very quickly and have all of the skill set. It can then take them maybe a year, two years, three years. And some are going to take a little longer. Maybe it's going to take five, six, seven years. But there is a growth and a maturity you need to go through yourself mm-hmm. and transformation before the universe said, okay, Andrea is ready. I will say within less than six months, honey, you're going to have a lot of people coming and talking to you. Less than <laughs> Amen. My word, I'm telling you right now because uh, I do readings, but I don't do anymore. I do only a few readings for f- private people than I do. Uh, but uh, that's, you know, information has passed on to me uh, right now. So I'm just delivering what I'm supposed to say. But the... Um, the idea is the growth and the maturity and people don't understand. It's like, I don't understand. It's not successful. Well, yeah, because you need to grow. You need to learn things along the way. You're not quite ready to deal with the influ of everything else. If yeah. you got 10,000 coming the people coming to you by tomorrow morning after breakfast, are you ready to handle them? No, no. Here we go. No, so, because. And can I just, yeah. Can I just say that the way I look at it, I absolutely agree with you. However, I would phrase it in my world. I would phrase it that God doesn't give you, God just gives you enough blessings because you wouldn't be able to handle it. So, oh, even, you honey, know, I don't agree with this one. You know why? Because you think that way. But some days, like you got the challenge with that young kid. That that was a girl, isn't it? The one who wasn't speaking? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did you, did you felt that time it was way more, all of the time it was way more overwhelming than you thought it was? You did not? Um, it was very overwhelming, yeah. Exactly. So I would be cautious on that yeah. because, yeah, the universe uh, will throw you thing and curve because they know you can handle it. But sometimes we don't see it as, oh, I can handle it. You see it, this thing coming, it's like, holy crap, yes, the enchilada yeah, coming, the, oh I, my God. Okay, but we but, are capable to handle it, but we have to find a way to process it within ourselves. You know what I mean? Yeah, yes, yes, of course. But I was talking about blessings. You know, when the good things come. Oh no, the good things come, but the it blessings. can be very overwhelming. I'm talking. Uh, yeah, but what, what I mean I'm is, he doesn't is, give it all yeah. to you. He doesn't dump it all. Oh, like, it depends. Sometimes he <laughs> will challenge you and give you all, and you're like, really? Do you really think I can do it? Yeah. It's like, yeah, you can. Like, no, I can't. <laughs> Like you're going too fast. Sometimes yeah. the, the the speed of things coming in, it's not the speed we're expecting. Sometimes oh, it can go faster than you're like. About it. Oh, I feel like I've been on a, I've been on a speedy train, <laughs> fast train, one of the Japanese ones, for for I don't know for years now. Actually, me too. But things will accelerate. Things will take a, a, a very interesting turn. But again, it's part of the growth of your business and your own self because you're growing with your company. And yeah. a lot of people don't understand why I'm not successful, why I'm not this. And I said, stop questioning yourself. See where you are. See what you got to do and how it grows. Maybe you need to think outside of the box. You need to modify. You need to shift. I have shifted since I started my own business quite several times. And now, I have things coming my way. And it's like, holy crap. I'm like, oh, cool. Thanks, universe. But I shift and I grew since I started my business to what I'm doing. I have shift and I've changed what I'm doing because I said, I don't do readings uh, anymore. However, I use this for the businesses to grow. I use what I see Intuition. to the businesses. Mm-hmm. So I see how to help businesses with mm-hmm. what I see. But 
it's very interesting when you start to evolve and change as well. So you need to allow yourself the flexibility. And I think it's the hardest part for people when you have a set mind and say, oh, I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to teach uh, English as a second language. And I see it this way. Then the universe like, uh-uh. You're going to modify it because you're going to put it your style, but this is not how to where you got your toolbox, you got your foundation, but you're going to, with the other skills that you have learned and continue to learn, you're going to make it slightly different than what you thought it would be at the beginning. Absolutely. I agree. And that those are the people who give up and I don't want to give up. And so I'm, I'm embracing, you know, letting go of perfectionism i mean christy mentioned you know recovering perfectionist i was like yeah that's me and then yep. uh, some other things you know she mentioned but people can listen to the podcast <laughs> no but <laughs> what great. is it it's it's good she, it's good she mentioned that so here's the deal too uh and i have done it several times uh and i know a lot of people because i have a, uh, somebody that said the same thing to me he said to me you know, before you go and you're successful, you're going to have some roadblock and the last one will be the worst one before you go on the other side and say, okay, I made it. And a lot of people give up at this one. They miss that opportunity to take the rage. And that's what I did. I pulled the rage. What I got left in the tank, I moved that rage into holy crap and I'm polite. And I plow and I just throw myself into the last challenge and I I was just crawling, but I pass over and I look around. I'm like, well, that's not, that wasn't that bad. I said, what is wrong with me? But it was like, holy crap. It was the biggest challenge. And generally, you know, when you start a business, there is always challenges, but they increase and increase to the point. It's like, I'm getting tired to face challenges left and right and not have any rest. And the biggest one comes at the end because you're being tested. You're always going to be tested. I actually want to pass over. Yeah, I agree. Actually, can I just read a couple of sentences? I'm going to go and grab it. This is go for uh, it. very much. Um, you're going to see. One sec. Yeah, okay. So Andrea is going to go grab her notes because I'm just speaking in between. <laughs> so we're, we are not going to go through the entire thing with this time around with Andrea. What we're going to do is we're going to have her coming back for a second session with us, uh, continue to talk. So... But yes, go ahead, oh. Andrea. I was just saying to people, we, you know, don't expect to have the full story today because I'm looking at the time. And it's like, no, she's coming back next month for part oh, two. Oh, thank you. Thank and you. my dog stole some of my flowers. Oh, no. what type of dog do you have? Uh, I have, well, this one is the baby one uh, and is the trouble one. Is a Datsun mix Jack Russell. Really? Yeah, Aww. this one is a is a, is a baby one, and he's a troubled little boy, Mister Lulu. He's part of the tribe, but the other two are way bigger than him. One is a um, they call it American Pitbull, which is um lab mix boxer, and the other one is a Chesapeake Bay mixed uh, Sharpie. Oh, they're adorable, but this one my is daughter's just favorite is sausage, sausage dog. Like a little Datsun. <laughs> oh, yeah. She just loves them. Yeah. <laughs> so go ahead. What would go you ahead. like to share with us? So um this is something my friend shared with me, my very, very, very good friend, and she's also my coach. Um and um it says your calling is going to crush you. Mm-hmm. 
If you're called to mend the brokenhearted, you're going to wrestle with the broken heart. If you're called to heal God's little ones, you're going to experience your own share of trauma. If you're called to empower, your self-esteem will be attacked. Your success is hard fought. If, you go, if you're called to preach and teach the gospel, you will be sifted for the wisdom that anoints your message. Your calling will come with spiritual warfare and sifting. Both are necessary for your mental to be authentic, humble, and powerful. Your crushing won't be easy because your assignment is not easy and you can't minister powerfully what you haven't walked out. Yeah, I'm going to stop there. That, that really is actually, me, it's, and it really yeah. encourages me that it's okay. What it's, I'm going it's through not, is, people, is needed. People need to un understand it's not an easy road we're taking. You are a trailblazer. You open to uncharted territory, meaning you are. Yes, we all do. You are, you are a trailblazers. You walk on a path less traveled. Not at all. It's like you are in a snow and look at uh, uh, around you and there is no footprint. You're the one creating those footprints. And a lot of people don't realize that. You're a pioneer. Think wow. about it. Unless... You know, it's passed it on from generation to generation, but it's not the case. You decided to do this. I decided to have my own business. Think of being a pioneer, an inspiration for your daughter as well, because she sees you as a trailblazer, as an entrepreneur. Emma, so you're how do you know path. all that about me? It's like me talking, but you're talking. Oh, honey, you're it's idea. the universe talking through you. Honey, <laughs> it's the universe talking. It's not me. Oh, my goodness. I told you I do reading. I'm a medium. Oh, uh, okay. So, yes. When I talk, that's why when I talk to people, when I do my, my uh, podcast, it's like we're in a bubble right now. It's like we have a bubble of, uh, you should feel the bubble. We're in a bubble of energy and the universe is talking. I'm not talking. Like I said to people, when I do my podcast, it's not me talking. When I'm doing my reading, when I write my blogs, it's not me. It's the universe passing information. That's what I do. I pass information. I give you what you and the audience needs to hear because that will resonate with people. That's why I'm here for. Amazing encourage empower people so Amazing. that's why so what we're talking today is about empowerment it's not about only you to tell you you're on the right path you're a pioneer you're creating something nobody else before you has done and incidentally my program my 10-week program is called empower your english voice <laughs> exactly. So let's talk about this briefly because we're coming at the upper the hour for that. And as I said, Andrea's coming back next month. She doesn't have a choice. <laughs> oh, okay. And, uh, well, yeah, you do. We're not done talking, but we got. Uh, <laughs> we just have. A, we're doing an hour, so we're just getting we, started. <laughs> we're just getting started, people. We're coming back. I'm telling you, it's like Christine. She's coming back. We we should do a. Oh, I should. We should do a three. Um, three ways i don't want to say three some that sounds so bad but we're gonna i'm gonna have christine probably coming with us and do a full one with the three of us i think it will be a super empowering to show up so how uh, people can connect with you because you are really inspiring for um helping um individuals to master english as a second language or you know because it's not the first one your first language yes yeah. language well, or more yeah. number 10 if you talk more yeah speak more languages 
So how they can reach out to you? So yeah, we call it second language or foreign language. So ESL yes. or EFL, isn't it? For the reasons yes. that you mentioned. Yeah. Uh, and uh, people can reach me um, through my email. They can write me an email or they could find me on uh, LinkedIn. Link. Yep. I'm posting every day. I post every day. I'm very active on there. I actually started uh, going posting videos on TikTok. Woohoo! Woo <laughs> that was a major step for me because I really hated TikTok. But here we go. Um, breaking down those, you know, barriers and and empowering myself. Yep. Um, so and also YouTube channel as well. So every Friday I have a YouTube video where I just nice. talk about stuff. You what know. is the YouTube channel? What is the name of your YouTube channel? The YouTube channel is called I Talk with Andrea. Okay, cool. Yeah. I will put this into the uh, details of this podcast so people can reach out to you uh, and know where to find you. So mm -hmm. as I said, we're at the top of the hours uh, and we'll continue conversation next month. So uh, Andrea is an absolutely wonderful uh, teacher for uh, second language, which is English, and will help you to master uh, and speak English uh, and help you to be more comfortable. Because, again, people who don't understand, you know, speaking English or any other languages, actually, they don't understand that you have to think a different way. There is a way to, to formulate. So you have to train your brain. And it took me six months when I was here over two decades ago for my brain to finally switch automatically so I don't have to think about which language I'm speaking. It's automatic. When somebody speaks one language, I automatically respond well except i do not anymore between the italian and the spanish but that's another different <laughs> story for a different day <laughs> but um, i go yeah. automatically and speak uh, the language without thinking and trying to translate in my head because the hardest part exactly. you have a tendency to translate so we'll talk more on this yeah. one uh on our next podcast that, because yeah, that's so cool about my program yeah and, and the oh yeah is my ideal client because it's the program is, is different, uh, you know, from other things that I do. So, yeah, we'll, so, we'll talk more in depth. So, but I'm very happy uh, that you were with me today. And again, uh, we are Saturday, by the way, people. So just to let you know, so that's mean in a couple of days, this one will be released on Monday. That will be our first podcast for the week. Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> and it will be on my YouTube channel as well. Cool. Uh, yes, I will publish it in a, on a YouTube channel. And uh, Andrea is coming back next month. We're going to talk uh, afterwards and schedule our next um, podcast so we can do that. And I will have mm -hmm. uh, to connect uh, with Kristen and we need to do a three-way podcast. <laughs> <laughs> be careful, be careful. <laughs> oh, I know, but that's going to be fun. With, I love Kristen. Kristen is such, I love Kristen to pieces. I love her to death. She's awesome. And I don't know. She's just such a bubble, a creative person. And yeah. she, I love her. So, but no, thank you so much. Uh, do, would you like to say uh, something else that you wanted to share before we close the podcast for today? Yes, I'm, I'm very grateful for, for this opportunity. And I can't wait to come back and do this again. Oh. And uh, I'm very excited um for 2023 because i think it's going to be an awesome year so and let's let's go let's go people let's do this let's not wait any longer what are we waiting for right exactly i agree with you exactly. it's going to be a very good year plus it's uh numerology and i don't do numerology but it's number seven so it's like that's perfect number seven is creation is perfect oh. i'm like yeah good number <laughs> so and i don't do numerology i i 
I don't, but I heard it. I'm like, oh, that's better than two, two, two. I'm like, perfect. Hey, seven. Yay. Good number. Seven is a good number. Yeah. Seven. Yeah. Yeah. This so, is a very good number. Yeah. Ooh. Thank you so much, my friend. Thank you, Emma. And we'll talk to you later. Thank you. Bye. Now. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Universe Podcast.